1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul
2: Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the HJ Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, it was Monday, so we had a deep dive into the Premier League weekend yeah. with uh, Danny Kelly. Uh, that was quite painful for Andy after Chelsea's result. You'll probably gather from the top of the show as you hear it uh, in the podcast. Yeah, well, a massive... I think I- off the full movement. run, really. He was off the staff the full <laughs> long run.
3: The full staff
2: um, <laughs> And Mike Ward joined us for a bit of non sporting telly and Andy got equally annoyed about Strictly Come Dancing, <laughs> believe it or not. So uh, that should do you. Yeah, and the clips of the month, here it all is. Well, good
1: afternoon,
2: everyone. Good
3: afternoon. Andy, how was your weekend? <sighs> I've waved the white flag, I'm done, I'm done, I'm just finished now. We're so bad, we won't even need a points deduction to go down. That's how bad we are. We're so bad, we made United look good in midweek. Yeah. Look, they were terrible against Newcastle, pathetic against Bournemouth, against Chelsea, everyone Oh, yes, it's a good performance. No, it wasn't, was it? It clearly wasn't. We know the reason, don't we? Our medical department's so bad. We've got more injured players and we've got fit players. Honestly, but the people overseeing the Black Plague you did a better job, honestly. <laughs> I've had enough of it. It's just a disaster. I don't think it's the same medical team. Oh, I don't know. It's a disaster. You know, the, when they sold the club, they had the opportunity to sell it to two Chelsea fans, Sir Martin Broughton and Seb Coe. Two yeah. people who are sensible and steeped in English football, know about it. And they chose Buck and Sky to sell it to Clear Lake. They pocketed £35 million, great for them. We pocketed the worst owners in the history of football. To paraphrase Winston Churchill, never in the history of football has so much been spent for so little. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's pitiful they've they've taken this big challenging ever challenging team to relegation candidates well done that's a fabulous achievement they'll fire pots, but it won't make any difference It doesn't matter it's the recruitment has been horrendous far too youth orientated they've spent far too much on average players honestly, it is not good they're a joke and worse than any of mine in the birthday spread they really are <laughs> they're pathetic <laughs> I'm sick of it I'm absolutely sick you're of getting it. concerned aren't you hmm why wouldn't you? Yeah. There, if you look at the uh, those figures on the Talksport website today, you can't deny it. The stats are there. They've taken 39 points in 39 games. That is the worst form of anybody in the league. Mm. They're useless. They're absolutely... They've got... Sh- Sh- Sean Dyche, I mean, Everton, congratulations to Everton. they have done a great job. They're having a w- very good season. And he said, oh, yeah, Chelsea were the better team. They're the better footballers. But we had spirit. We had guts. We yeah. had, that's what's wrong. That's what Pochettino's got to concentrate getting these players to have some belief and have some, you know, die on the pitch, really give you everything because they're not doing that at the moment. Every time they go down, they start every game the same. They start like they're okay, not too bad. They miss all the chances that they've got. yeah. And then the other team eventually score. And that's the end of the game. They could have all walked off the minute Decore scored because Chelsea never come back in a game. And basically... They, either, they won't even stay the same. They'll concede more goals, which is what they did in the end. It's just absolutely pitiful.
2: See, looking at it, I know it's you're a lot closer to it than I am, and you're obviously a touch pessimistic But you're going to say future? a
3: striker. Why didn't they buy a striker in the no. summer? When Nkunku got injured, a serious knee injury, what did they think would happen till he came back? You know, they've got no goals in the team. Why did they buy more midfielders? You know, yeah. Leslie and Lavia, who both injured now, of course. I mean when they do come back like Reese James he looked like 50% Reese James and Pochettino's saying well I don't know what's you know we have to have a look what's wrong I know what's wrong <laughs> I'm not going to say it publicly but I mean you know you just look at him you know and that's it's just not good enough it's not I'm you, done I, see I, 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 to the
2: untrained eye doesn't watch as much of Chelsea as you do I just think you're one very good striker off of it all starting to click they're going to spend some money mm. in January aren't they I would. they will bring a striker
3: in it just makes it more difficult when you've gone down and I just going, go, I you're you're not going to Andy you're not going to the gonna way gonna this team are so jinxed these these owners they could sign Ivan Tony and God forbid he break his leg in the first game honestly they're so jinxed these people I mean they've got like 200 million million pound of players they haven't kicked the ball for the club this season and the ones that do get injured, you never see them again. I don't know. I'm just I despair really. I can't. I've seen no grounds for optimism whatsoever. None. And other people, I'm not the only person who feels this. I mean, mm. every fan basically is in despair. They can't believe what's happened to this club.
2: Well, I don't think it's going to take a lot to turn it around. But we'll get the thoughts of Danny Kelly. Will um, be joining us for a, uh, a review of the uh, weekend's football game by game. Um, one of the burning questions when I ask you, um, let your imagination run wild. We're interested to get your take on this. you've Probably seen Sean Dyche talking about. I think it was the Dobbin goal, wasn't it? When he said that he liked mm. the reaction of a young player mm. scoring a goal. He didn't have a goal celebration uh, ready to go. He just celebrated. He just went to the corners. He said mm. there was no dance. They no should one... count
3: less goals against Chelsea. Should count less. Do you though. think so? Joe oh, yeah. you only get in,
2: rather you don't get you three points a goal. You yeah. get half. A goal, yeah. okay. It's so that's you know,
3: it's too easy,
2: <clears throat> fair enough. Um, but beyond that, we were wondering, um, <clears throat> off the back of what Sean Dyke said, who would be the best dancer among the managers in the Premier League? Just and um, why? Maybe you I mean, if you just I know you haven't mm. given it any thought before, why would you? No one ever would, would they? But this is your opportunity to give it a little bit of thought. um I'd like to think uh, Roy could uh, cut the rug, don't you? I mean, all those years of experience. I think
3: Anton Dubek would make a better head of recruitment than the blokes we've got. Okay,
2: Fair enough. we'll bring him in. Bring old uh, bring Anton Seriously. in. Seriously. So um, anyway, I think you get the idea. For the next three hours, every comment I make is going to be brought back to Chelsea. But I'll do my
3: best uh, to no, look. I'm done now. Finished. I'm not going to say any more. The rest of the program well, we, we, we have got bit, to talk about the game now, with Danny, Danny so. can i didn't see it i only saw the highlights i couldn't bring myself to watch it i'm sitting in a pub having lunch <laughs> i thought shall i check the scores what's the point i know exactly what's going to happen here and then as we're leaving the pub yeah two people are sitting at a table watching the game between watching a hooky feed thing because it wasn't live but they're watching it on their phone as Did I you make a citizen's arrest? Them. No, no, as I walked, I should have done. As I walked past them, mm. Decore had just put it in and they were sort of cursing and I looked at them and they looked at me and then they I think they thought I was an Arsenal fan or something, so they started giving me the eyes. Oh, OK, <laughs> right. You so should pub. have said,
2: I know your pain. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look back on the Premier League weekend, game by game, as always, in the company of Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hi, Ben, how are you doing? All good. Not too mm. bad, Danny. Off the top of your head, in light of what Sean Dyche said, uh, who do you think would be the best dancer among the Premier League managers? A man who worked in the mm. music press.
4: Yes, th- 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 thank you for throwing me under that particular um, <laughs> yes. public no, well, transportation I, I, I vehicle, can mass little, transit.
2: Can give you a little bit of time to think about it. Some of the yeah. listeners are uh, coming in, uh, but one of the listeners says he has been to a couple of parties at Jürgen, well, with Jürgen Klopp in attendance. And he said, Jürgen Klopp, a good mover,
4: I know, he
2: says. Mm-hmm. So I, there we my, are. Picture
4: yeah, well, he was one of the first. I, somehow I think Vincent Company, um, very, mm. uh, if you remember when he make, made that speech that stood on a table to a bunch of City fans in a pub yeah. um, when, when City were going for one of their big titles, I have a suspicion that he is the sort of person who, that very calm exterior that ex- exudes on television, it might be... Um, Hiding a real party animal, I think Vincent might be a very good dancer. Okay. I should also say mm. um I, in Andy background update. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Andy uh, Jacobs has learned to use the facility on his phone, which allows him to change the background on his Zoom the whole time. And he does it to amuse me, but this one was particularly good because a few seconds ago Andy had his baseball hat on and put up in the background a picture of Ken Dodd yeah. um, being very exuberant. And for a moment there, Andy, it looks as though you had an enormous and unruly head of black hair. Oh, I wish. <laughs> and, I was, and I was enjoying it hugely. No,
3: no, I put up a picture of Ken Dodd and uh, what a great day for supporting the worst team in the yeah. league missus <laughs> what a wonderful day missus uh, anyway.
4: are you going to keep us up for next hour Andy well, I hope so yeah, I really yeah. hope so
3: <laughs> let's
2: start off then with Tottenham Hotspur 4 mm. Newcastle United 1 uh, uh, a good day for Spurs uh, son inspired Richarlison scoring goals uh, a good time You could argue to play uh, Newcastle, certainly.
4: Um, So what was your take on the game, Danny? Oh, I mean, I think for the first, maybe even, even allowing for that first run that Spurs had, for the first time I started to see what kind of problems the way they set up are causing teams. Newcastle, of course, you know, we all know that they've had to play the same players. But although... You know, oddly, I think that's part of the problem But Chelsea is they never play the same players. So it's always going to be one thing or the other. Spurs were, Spurs were fantastic on the day. Um, and the positions taken up, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Son and Richarlison. The positions taken up by the two inverted commas fullbacks, backs doggy and Pero. um, just extraordinary. I mean, I don't know what Newcastle supposed until you know, to teams work out what to do about it. What are Newcastle supposed to do when you've got both fullbacks passing to each other in the D on the edge of the box? Mm. Um, and the the opening goal with a doggy appearing, made the run from the penalty spot to the six-yard it like box. It's like a Gary Lineker position. He started really, the move the as well. Good yeah. guy, actually. He used to do that for Udinese. And I was telling people on another show I do that, you know, this fella ends up on a penalty spot half the time. But if you're playing against a team who are confident enough, slick enough to get the ball to... The left back on the line, you know, on the, uh, in an attacking position, mm. very hard for Newcastle to deal with. It once Spurs got their rhythm going, and they and they were fantastic. And um, you know, I, I, if that's a, a taste of what's to come when they, when their better players get back as well. Really, really fantastic. Yeah. I mean, nothing what, else to say about I, it, the just only, great. What
3: I thought, though, that Newcastle missed the one chance they had to yeah. equalise before Spurs got the all-important mm. second goal. That yes. might have changed the game. The second goal relaxed them. And well, that, Newcastle a had a couple to, that, of decent yeah. chances. So Romero, oh, for goodness sake, what is we'll, wrong with we'll come on. We'll come on he, to that in a second. He should have been sent yeah. off. I, I've, I've made a note here that Howard Webb has a high bar on Reds, but what he doesn't have a high bar on or double yellows like the pathetic one, Andre I Oh, you know, we'll get on to and that. I'm that sure. is what's wrong. That's so bad that yeah. you, can't, you know. Look, one I, I player lead gets a more. red card, and has to leave the pitch and change the game. The other player stays on. It's madness. Hmm.
4: I mean, you're right to mention Christian Romero. Um I'm first to have a go at players who are endangering opponents. Uh, you know, and. I want him to not do it because he's such a good player as well as he, he just don't do that. I, I don't understand. You're three 0 up at home, yeah. coasting. Why would you do a tackle like that? Now, the the incident with Wilson at the end of the game suggests to me there was something going on with Callum Wilson. Hmm. Um, and I do, you know, there was a, a, a beef between us. But he, he'd said something on a podcast about Spurs yeah. a, a about few weeks Richarlison
2: ago. specifically. Sort of laughed yes. at
4: Richarlison. He did, he did. And I wondered whether there was a little little bit going on with Vicario um, and Romero. But Andy, let's be absolutely frank. You're Mm. right. That was a red card tackle. And I love Christian Romero, but that is nonsense. And he should get out of his game because it's not right. I thought
3: Martin Dubravka had a bit of a tough time. I had the idea that if it was Martin Dubravka's This Is Your Life... Eamon Roura will be standing there, and say, "You haven't seen him since he replaced you after the Spurs game. Come in, David De Gea." Right. <laughs> oh.
2: Wow, well, really? Poor. It does. That's a bit of a leap. But uh, there was there was three. Well, was there was uh, on on Yeka's challenge for Brentford. There was Jacob Brown Luton. There were three this weekend. That yeah, I think this, two jumping months in is now
4: is the new thing. Yeah, yeah. I Don't, don't get How it. it. It's um, high bar.
2: But they were always going. They were red cards before. I mean, again, going back to Romero, that would have been four games out because it would have. In a second red, four matches at a time when mm, they haven't got players back, boy. and he's the he's the you know he's the assistant captain. He's one of the captains. It was just a dumb challenge. Um,
4: and I can't work out whether it's just something that's in his nature and he can't get it out because he's such a good player and he's played at the very very highest level.
3: Why would you do it? You do, do know it? it's from I Argentina, don't you?
4: Yeah, and that's one of the things I love. You know, Andy, among things I like in the world, you know, um, uh, steak and kidney pie, um, the music of the Motan, and Argentinian footballers. Yeah. I like their attitude to the game, but you know, there comes up there is still a dotted line over which you cannot be going, and yeah. he, he transgresses So many movement. of
2: them play as if it's a pre-var era. And they just—it's like it's like they're playing in a Boca River derby in the '80s, where you could do <laughs> neck, neck high tackles and kick people in the face and not even and get it, a yellow. You know.
4: And of course, they're great rivals, in this was always Uruguay. And I remember a few years ago, I was talking to Gus Poyet about oh. the decline of Uruguay's national team, mm. and i talks talk TalkSport, and he very really resigned. He sort of breathed. A, well, it's the, the referees won't let us win anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hey, you can't clog your way to victory no. anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Newcastle. We got Steve Harmison joining us later on. So we'll chat yeah. more
2: about how their uh, the yeah. difficulties they face. Eddie I for thought year. Son was
4: brilliant, he deserved the
2: man. Did have a match. fantastic That's game, but a good performance all around yeah. by Spurs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Evan, we move on to Evan 2 Chelsea and I'll has, leave this to you, too. Andy I've said everything. Said most I've of what he's going to say. Yeah. say um, yeah, uh, again, 70% of the ball. Uh, it's been the same problem all season for Chelsea. No one will yeah, get on the but, end of it and but, And
4: you, it you're right to pick up on, sorry, uh, Paul, you're right to pick up on the 70% of possession. But as each week goes by, possession stats yeah. become less meaningful. Mm. There are a number of reasons for that to do with tactics and all the rest of it. And also in the last, you know, 10 years ago, possession was everything. The team with the most possession tends to win the football match. One of the things that's um, worth saying, I hope, is that the substitutions rule, The reason for possession when Barcelona were doing it was that you wore the other team out. When you can bring on five pairs of fresh legs, possession is no longer the weapon it once was. Mm. Um, Because, Mm. you know, people come on and we we know that the team without the ball runs more by and large. It wears them down. If you can keep replacing the legs, then this idea of having the ball all the time and not doing anything with it it becomes less and less relevant. However, Chelsea, you know, they did they did have some chance. But for me, the greatest game was about Everton and how they've responded to what mm. was. I mean, literally. I mean, people talk about you know gut punch, but it, 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 it doesn't begin to make you understand what you know ten yeah, points do, in the I Premier League. Ref,
3: you know, when uh, the minute it happened, I said that, they're going to be fine. They're having a really good season. They're a decent team. It's all very and it well. It came very early in the in the season, mm. and I thought. I'm not surprised that they've done what they've done. But They're it's all decent. very well to say
2: that ten-point deduction will galvanise a team, but it actually has. It's all very well to say mm. it's bound to do yeah. that, but they'd if, had it, had if it had happened in didn't.
3: April, that's a different story.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that would yeah, they'd have less time to catch up, and if they were in that mm. state, they wouldn't have been playing that well anyway.
4: So, and often it's hard to know where where the the strength of a team is going to emerge because we we we're so obsessed with stars. And Calvert-Lewin is the star of that team. But Abdullah Dukure is now the fulcrum of the team. He may not be the star of the team, but what he's doing um, allows them to play. This is Sean's doing, of course, Sean Dyche is doing. They they can play like a Sean Dyche team because one of the midfielders, if that's what you'd call him, is going to get so many goals. Really, really excellent. Andy, I mean, I've heard all your your comments Mm. about Chelsea so far. I'm not sure it's helped by the manager afterwards saying, we're a mid-table team. That's where we are. And those that's a true thing to say, but I'm not sure it's a very helpful well, one. Also, yeah. I think, so I think he's coming. just a
3: bit beaten down because you know they're, they're, yeah. they're just not doing it and uh, do you, you think, know, do, you think even well.
4: for the, do you even look down for the injuries do you think you should just pick 11 players and say right the next three games you're all playing he does,
3: he's been doing that that's half the problem he's only got 12 players he's, he's having to pick the same players he's got no bench to speak of he's got no goals in the team I mean mm. you know you talk about all these other teams you talk about Fulham and Raul Jimenez you talk about you just mentioned Calvert-Lewin you can mention Ollie Watkins every team in the league has got Evan Ferguson every team's got a proper striker Chelsea don't have a striker worthy of the name you've got Jackson who's just and he's not even League One is he and then you've got Brozier who's just n- hasn't come back to anywhere near the level he was before so they've got yeah. no goals in the team
2: uh, we need to move on because we've got to squeeze in uh, the game between Luton and Manchester City Luton Town one Manchester City two and I was walking into the mm. game you know, listening to that and you kind of felt as soon as City equalised it was only a matter of time before they found the winner. But again, Luton proving themselves hard to beat against everybody. No one gives them mm. a kicking. They, they're they always competing They've got in They've great spirit yeah. and
3: great belief. Everything Chelsea lacks. <laughs> well, it's true. That's why Chelsea are in trouble. Because all the teams below them are improving. And they have that thing. Luton have spirit and belief.
4: They do. But they don't They don't have an, a, 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 a 15-goal striker. And it disappeared from my screen completely now. Um, look. It is a mark of how Luton are doing, uh, Paul, and you know that I'm very fond of the way they they set they, the way they go about their work. That I think this was a very good victory for Manchester City. A ridiculous mm. thing to say. When you're talking about the best <laughs> team in the country, arguably, and, and perhaps the least good team in the Premier League in some ways. Um, but you know, to, for City to go behind at Luton um, and still find a way to win, they still weren't at their fluid best. That nobody could argue that. Um, But that was a really, really important couple of goals. Again, you're correct to say that once Bernardo Silva had equalised, they were always going to win. I thought they were going to win the game at all times anyway. Mm. Um, But getting across the line after the form they have been in, um, and, you know, pretty high ceiling Mm. of Manchester City. We we, we criticised them for draws, you know. Um, Really, really important win for them. And Luton can take... It's still early enough in the season; they can take the positives out of getting beat at home. So of whether you're seeing that- enough, to I think Andrews could-
3: Townsend was lucky not to get get a red, and we know he's a lovely bloke, but I thought it was a red card. Okay, okay mm. right, right, fair enough.
4: And Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh,
2: it's whether they can do enough. I mean, they're they're proving hard to beat, but they are still generally getting beat, not all the time.
4: Is whether, whether that's going to be enough to keep them up, mm. Danny? Um, I suspect it's not because. Their best hope was as some of these established Premier League teams going to free fall. Everton appear to be overcoming the the points deduction. And, of course, that may well be reduced on appeal. So unless somebody else, you know, three weeks ago we were saying, God, Fulham, they cannot find a goal. Now they can't stop scoring. So yeah. unless Andy's <clears> bizarre <throat> prediction about Chelsea going down comes true, it still looks like a bottom three Nottingham Forest there there's a, there's a name to put into the hat there yeah. they got a they got a point at the weekend and we'll talk about it no doubt um there's enough chaos going on there and enough the manager being backed by the players but you can see that the Owners are eyeing other candidates. There's enough going on there that if anyone was going to give any of these three bottom teams hope, it would be Nottingham Forest. The Hawksby and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast. I don't know what we should read into Andy's latest Zoom background, Danny, but he's
4: become Mr. Rumbold
2: uh, from Are You Being Served? <laughs> now, for some reason,
4: Andy is entertaining me throughout the program by changing that background all the time. It's a yeah. program in itself. I've now worked out that how you how you, how you can do it, but I can't experiment on this show. I'll do. No. I'll do and one of the lesser listened to shows that I do yeah. on talk about and I'll work out how to do it. And there's going to be some retaliation in the next okay, few good. weeks. I
2: don't see Andy said, being yeah. the young Mister Grace of uh, Chelsea <laughs> going in telling the players are all doing very well. Oh, so yeah, that's uh, right. One of the listeners, Ray in Liverpool, says, "Are you taking the grandkids out for an unhappy meal after the show?" <laughs> very
1: good. Well, wrong, though I
4: could imagine he he could um, he'd be re- go and find Arthur English in that in that brown <laughs> warehouseman's yeah. coat. You got any centre forwards back there for me? Um, In the sort of days when people came to fix
2: your TV, when you just didn't lob it out of the window when you were finished, when they weren't disposable, they always wore those long brown coats. The man who fixed your telly always had one of those. I may have
4: mentioned it before, Andy. Our our TV, I mean, it got a lot of um, use in our house, Mm. big family, and all the rest of it. In the end, the people, I think it was Rumbelows, maybe DER. Became so bored with us, we were ringing up to say it was broken, come and fix it. They just gave it to us. So they they cancelled the higher purchase agreement. So just keep it, but stop ringing. Stop, well, we didn't have a phone. Stop walking down the road to say that the television is broken again. There's people
2: listening saying, Sorry, you saying you used to rent a TV? Anyway, oh, we'll yeah. move on. Different times. That's Fulham true. 5, West Ham 0. Wow, and, and that was surprising. They've gone it? goal crazy. Marco uh, Silva's goal machine. It's incredible, yes. isn't it? Um, it's, it has, I mean, look, 10 goals in in two games, 16 in four games after only scoring 10 in 12 before this. So, so something has clearly clicked, hasn't it?
4: Well, it started, for a start, Jimenez has started, you know, after yeah. a year following that awful yeah. injury. It's so good to see him back. That is, Absolutely. actually. I think you, a, you have it's got pretty hard things not,
3: to, uh, not yeah. to... You know, as he's not scoring against you, you don't no, like but he's a, he was a terrific striker he before was, yeah. he got injured and it's great to see him back.
4: I mean, I, I, I wouldn't... Um, try too hard to work out how, what they've done in the last four games. But this game was the was pure Premier League. West Ham had an off day. And if you have an off day and against a form team, you will get walloped. Mm. And it, when I say team, because I think it's perhaps gone on, it's the five different goal scorers and four other assisters. So nine outfield players either got a goal or an assist. So mm. you're, you're, that shows that you're in fantastic form, coherent, clicking and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, and... I mean, who knows what, what, what West Ham were thinking? But uh, I mean, d- imagine if you told David Moyes before a game, you know, yeah, you're going to concede five, and there'll be four other people who mm. will who, who, contribute as well. Um, that's not his kind of day out at all, is it? No, you uh, Paul, have to, uh, you have uh, to say uh, Paul, though,
3: Danny, that they did put a. L- Big effort against Spurs, that, you know, on Thursday night. Yeah. They must have taken quite cu- a bit out of them. It doesn't excuse five nil. Paul,
4: but... Paul would probably say it's their cup final, West Ham. Well, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm
3: not going to go down that. I'm I'd,
2: I'd like <laughs> better than that, but I'd, I'm not going to go down that route.
4: But, well, I'm um, not, but I'm not going to say it either. But you know,
2: the difference was Fulham were coming off of a, a a good win and a good performance. West Ham were coming off the back of a good win and an okay performance, really, against yeah. Tottenham. Mm. So, and, and yeah,
4: they 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 they, they were good in the first. Fell half Spurs, techno, Spurs, but, the t- but the two goals, the two goals yeah. West Ham got were. were of Spurs is making really. Yeah, um, and so, you know, the, the, the wind probably masked. They weren't fantastic, in fantastic, fantastic form. And uh, that Fulham win—it's just an amazing result. When you see that on a piece of paper, you think, "Okay, there is the Premier League for you." In, yeah. in, in Fulham full fans will
3: know what's gone on, but it is—it is a strange turnaround. It's hard to work out. Yeah. Exactly well, let's let know Fulham fans. Yeah. If
4: you are a Fulham fan, you're yeah. watching the
2: team regularly. We're interested to know what you think has made this difference, this sort of this goal I, rush I, in the past I, few
4: weeks. And I'll say it before Andy does: the continued form of Willian is one of the great miracles of English football, yeah. isn't it? Especially after yeah. Arsenal,
2: when you thought he was a bust. Fantastic flush,
4: really. again yeah. of, mm-hmm. for Fulham yesterday
2: we're well, talking of Arsenal Aston Villa one Arsenal nil uh yeah they mm. keep churning out the results a very early goal they were backs to the wall uh a lot of the
4: time but found a way Danny um John McGinn again a, a form player it's important I suppose uh, you could say it's important that Villa scored early but I guess their home form is so miraculous currently mm. so almost supernatural that they would even if they'd gone behind they would have still believe they could win um, you, you'd have to say this was a form result. Arsenal are arguably one of the best couple of teams in the country, but Aston Villa are demonstrably the best home team in the country. Mm. Um, and so, uh, while you know people want to say, "Oh, Arsenal have blown it there and all," this is not that's not the case. They played a team that are in terrific form at home, um, and they they probably hung on a little bit, didn't they? If you, if you saw, I've only seen the highlights, yeah. they hung on a little bit, mm. and they got they got. The correct decision with the VAR went their way. Um, mm. And so on those tiny margins, that they, 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 they kept the three points. Yeah, I what I don't like everybody is they immediately, we have to go into, so are Villa real contenders? Let the Villa fans enjoy the form they're in mm. and stop setting up a narrative where everyone has to fail. Yes, um, I don't like no. it. I don't no, like they're it looking good for
3: top four. Confidence is flowing. I thought that goal was one of the best goals I've seen this season. A beautiful team yeah, goal. Yeah, a lovely it was turn, good finish. And, uh, and a sweet win for Unai Emery, you know, who suffered at yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. So he must have loved that. You could see at the end that he did.
2: And, you know, every team has struggled against that very disciplined offside trap. It's difficult. It's even difficult for a team with a movement of, of Arsenal, as was proven. They got behind them a few times, didn't put their chances <clears> away. So...
4: But, yeah, and, um, and, and, and Emery's been very clever with this, hasn't he? They are drilled within an inch of their life for the offside trap, and they have the safety net of knowing that um, a linesman getting it wrong will be overruled by VAR. If, if Villa's players get it right, hmm. or any defenders get it right, yeah. VAR backs them up. Um, whereas in the past, you only took one mistake by the officials, um, and, and 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 an offside trap could could prove to be undoing. Yeah. Um, it's one of those cases where some well, a coach has, has seen the, uh, an advantage to be taken of the, of the mess of VAR. Mm. Another, Erdogan, I just want
3: to talk about yeah. Erdogan, though, because he had two great chances. And this is confirms something that I've always thought, that the first chance came to him and he, you think, oh, we hit that with your right foot. No, he puts it on his left da da da, da. Yeah. Martinez makes a good save. Second half, the ball comes to him, he's thinking, i better hit this with my right. And you think, oh, I see why he put the other one on his left. <laughs> and if these sort of players, like there's, he's not the only one, but there are loads of footballers, professional footballers, that if they're wrong foot, if, if Udegaard's right foot... Was as good as his left foot. He wouldn't even be playing Sunday League. It's quite amazing. It is. Yeah. How different that one foot can be to the other. Maradona wasn't bad on one leg, was he? No. <laughs> you can. You can. You can, park, you
2: can. You can get a career out of it, can't you? If that yeah. leg is very, very good. Well, if it's a thousand times better
4: than everybody else's left leg. Well, that's obviously leg, the point. You can get by. It? <laughs> um, and, and you know, yes. when, and when you've got players like Son, who is you know completely two-footed, mm. it, 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 it looks miraculous. But mm. think about it, Andy. You know the things you can do with your left hand and your right hand as an ordinary citizen I don't know whether you're, you're probably right handed aren't you I have. my left hand is useless you know I yes. barely hold a pickle jar in it <laughs> 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 Manchester United 3 Bournemouth
2: 0 speaking lot, of useless a lot of column inches oh, about oh that dear. again another form team I mean it, it was a surprise the scoreline was a surprise the fact that Bournemouth went
4: there to compete based on what we've seen in the last few weeks shouldn't have been and wasn't I don't think you say the scoreline was a, 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 a surprise, uh, Paul. I think Manchester United have lost a lot of games this season. And the games they've lost, they've lost by huge margins. Mm. It's one of the things that they, they, they can't seem to deal with. If they go behind, then, then, then the, the floodgates open. I think they conceded three or more goals in about eight, nine matches this season already. So once, they, mm. once um, um Solanke, who's in fantastic form, of course, opened the scoring... The possibility was that United will get well beaten. Um, I, I don't know what to say about about United's team. I mean, they, one minute they, you think they've turned the corner, only to walk onto a rake, um, which bounces <laughs> up into their face. You know, yeah. they're a cartoon team at the moment. Yeah, but and look who they
3: beat in midweek. <laughs> it didn't take it long. It tells you everything, though, doesn't it? We had a yeah. quiet 10
2: minutes,
4: but it didn't take yeah. long. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yes, so... I'm a bit
4: I, frightened now because Andy's disappeared, which means he's changing his background again. Yeah. It could be something that will cause me to splutter on air.
3: Oh, it, it, that, that, see, oh what lovely, is that? yes. What is that, Andy? You've got it's a mascot from a dumpling restaurant. Oh, the, OK. <laughs> you are. <laughs> of <laughs> course it is, yeah. yeah. Can I just refer you to Malcolm Balmforth, who from yeah. Keighley in West Yorkshire, he has got the answer he wrote to the Sunday this morning. He said, it's simple. Manchester United boss Eric Ten Hag, if the players don't like you, they won't play for you. A happy dressing room is essential. Thank yeah. you very much, Malcolm. Well, I mean, maybe that, that goes really in
4: your way. waste of ink column, does it, Andy? <laughs> that, really Malcolm Bond yeah. sixth
3: at the
2: moment. <laughs> Never mind Malcolm Bond fourth for Manchester <laughs> yeah, United. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it, mm. it was it was a strange performance and a, a bit of heat on uh, on Bruno. Getting booked for petulance and missing the Liverpool game, not going down well for that's the skipper, of course. Because mm, he had a hard
3: time there last year, so people are thinking, well, I don't think he did. Yes. It, I, it? I, some I, I, people did. But yes, I, you have to hand no, it to does, Alfred Molina it's, though. It's, Bournemouth are really he's got really got the team playing. Yes, he does, yeah, look yeah. Like, he does look like Alfred Molina. Prick up your ears, doesn't, doesn't he? he? That was a fantastic. He, does, if he, he wore yes. a little leather cap and a donkey jacket. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be fantastic. And lived he? in
4: Knoll Road, Nislington. Yes, just round the corner from you back in the day. But it was a long. I mean, it
3: went three nil after seventy three minutes so you've got basically 20 minutes of old track. I traffic. mean it should have been four shouldn't it I know it really? the fans having to put up with that you know, well, it's
2: never right? nice when you're 3-0 down they're, there's like in, they're 50. in
3: trouble really you don't want to go early because you don't want to be the
4: one who left when you come I, back I, and win 4-3 do you I, I, I mean and Andy I, I, mean, I wonder um, if, the, if the board was not in a state of flux itself and if they didn't have a massive Champions League game whether he would even survive that result um, yeah. in, in, in a normal week
2: well Scott McTominay has been saying today that the players are still right behind him but Players often do say that, don't they? So anyway, we will uh, bring you Wolves, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, Brentford, Brighton, Burnley, Palace, Liverpool, still to come with Danny Kelly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Four games still to squeeze in. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Nottingham Forest 1. Interesting that you mentioned, Danny, that there's been a few names mentioned for the Forest job. uh, uh, Oliver Glasner, the old uh, Frankfurt Mm -hmm. manager. If I was them, I'd maybe go after the current Frankfurt manager after the weekend. Mm -hmm. But uh, Toffolo came out after the game, said that was for the gaffer. We're all behind him. The Mm -hmm. fans still clearly love him. I thought it was a good performance. It was, and, and it, it, it should focus the spares. mind of owners yeah. that are thinking of making a change. Sometimes, you know, he's often led by players and led by fans, and if they're still right behind the guy, then
4: maybe they should ride it out. I, I, I'm not sure what the logic of changing Steve Cooper would be at this stage. Um, they're not they're not in desperate straits, really. He has shown that he, he has the, the backing of most of the people around the club. Um, I have to say, if Harry Tofflow had taken his second chance, yeah. uh, it would be a bigger contribution than back in a, in a television interview. I've got to be honest about that. But, the, you know, it was one of those games where both sides probably got what they deserved out of it. Um, I, 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 I don't know what, what, what's going on with the Forest people because Cooper has been so influential there, mm. more so even than Paul Heckenbottom. What's gone on at Forest is a complete change after years and years and years of stagnation. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm not a Forest fan, you know. They, 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 they all back him to the hilt. We saw that at the end of the game again, mm. and yet they cannot be happy with where they are in the Premier League, particularly um, as one or two of the teams below them start to pick up you know, and get used to playing at this level.
3: Yeah. I didn't understand why Steve Cooper had to cover his mouth at the end of the game when speaking to Gary O'Neill. I mean, surely he was just saying to him, well played, you know. We don't know. We were having a, probably having a, pri- a little private conversation.
4: I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. I to make. Said I, suppose.
2: Um, I suppose Gary was just pleased to get away the weekend
4: where he didn't get sawn off by VAR, <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, that's become the defining factor of Wolves' this season. Mm. Um, yeah, he and rang up maybe, um, Park and said, what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> Come Come what's wrong with you lot? Get your act together. I don't know. Uh, but, Maybe these things, if the law of averages means anything, it means Wolves will not have another contentious decision for the rest of the season. Mm. And maybe that's the start of that run. We shall see. Mm. Um, they, they will have expected us to have beaten Nottingham Forest at home. Um, so they'll be yeah. slightly disappointed, I think. But they did, it, a draw seemed, as I say, from what yeah. I saw, to be a pretty
3: yeah. I thought had pretty fair chance, result. And, and maybe what
2: Fulham did to West Ham at the weekend, you know, it makes it feel that that, I mean, you, know, you shouldn't be cuffed at home 5-0, you shouldn't. But, you know, Fulham are playing well at the moment. You have to take that into account as well. Anyway, um, Sheffield United 1, Brentford 0. The Chris Wilder effect uh, already being seen. The, the players...
3: Uh, th- 11 players injured effect also had a
2: factor. Yes, they, yeah, there are injuries, but still, Chris, well, the players have said they're noticing. There seems to be a bit more what Tim Sherwood mm. call, gu- would call gut. There was a bit more gut in the dressing room, it seems. They're 12 to 1 here. to
3: beat you-know-who on Saturday. <laughs> just, I'll just leave that for you. Um, <laughs> and yeah. a, well, Lumpon, is, is that what is being... I wouldn't do that. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, yeah, OK. Fair yeah. enough. But sensibly. Uh, Begamblingaware.org be, mm. be yes, and all the rest indeed, of it. I haven't yeah. got my bet in yet. I shouldn't have said that. And the odds will drop. <laughs> the odds but, will drop. Uh,
2: yeah, everybody's listening to you. You're the sage, <laughs> you, Andy. Yeah. You've got a nice Andy, level-headed take on your team at the moment. They'll definitely beat
3: Chelsea. So, bounce for Sheffield
4: United... Um, you watch Brentford more than uh, more than most. I mean, are you, uh, probably it's Ivan Tony, but not
3: quite the team no, they, they, they were. He's, yeah, Stan's um, favourite player, and yeah, he's a big you know, miss for them. That's a massive... Him, you can stand one of them being out, but yes, the two of yeah. them, you're asking too much, and it means that it means injuries that, as well.
4: They're very de- that quite defensive system that they employ, and then hit you boing on the break it just becomes yeah. a defensive yeah. system and that That's won't it. do it in the Premier League yeah. will it
2: well like, yeah. you were expected new manager uplift or uh, sort of new old manager uplift yeah. and they did look pretty well organised um, we'll sort of see whether this was just running on adrenaline after a week's training with him or whether it's it's a sort of lift off for them lift off for what for Sheffield bit, United uh, okay you fancy on Saturday yeah definitely yeah. okay interesting uh, let's have a look at Brighton 1, Burnley 1. Very good point, Danny,
4: for uh, Burnley.
3: Yeah, not a bad week for them, really. The yeah, right. and I'm glad
4: for them because, you know, because of my age, I've got a soft spot for Burnley, mm. um, who, when I was first, 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 first becoming cognizant of football, had a decent team, you know. Mm. Um, interesting, though, there was a definite change in this game. Um, when they got to uh, half time ahead, for the first time this season, I thought that they put the brakes on. Um, and I've spoken to two Burnley supporters that I know, and it was noticeable uh-uh. that they, they, they tried to see out the game a little bit more than they have been doing. And I've got no problem with that. Vincent Kompany is a smart man, but as I said again and again and again, you cannot keep repeating the same practice um, and hope for different results. Now, as it happens, Brighton got an equaliser, but Brighton are a decent team. Hmm um and uh, and in adingra they've got uh, yet another bright and fine, yeah, haven't yeah, they really, yeah, um and just it just noticeable that um Burnley were prepared to change their philosophy a little bit in order to ensure they got an away point at a difficult place, and I think that actually kind of bodes well for the rest of the season, yeah. And suddenly I'm down. I'm down worrying about Chelsea because all these teams down the bottom seem to be improving yeah, at the same exactly time. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah.
3: you, you know, look, blue was, square within five years. Well, of course, if they go into yeah. a Championship, then they'll go straight oh, they into League d- One. Doomed. They'll be, doomed they'll be, yeah, they'll never be able to handle. Yeah, they'll be the
4: play. Northampton Town. That but we the deal thing is,
3: on going back to Brighton, though, that they would have won that game last season. Their squad is also very strong.
2: Well, Matoma came on at half time, didn't he? I think he's mm. not been. They've had a few injuries that that have slowed them up. Well, back. Yeah, more than I think. A lot of,
3: in midfield have got a lot of interest and uh, just,
2: once Mitoma kind of gets going in he's, he's absolutely huge for him and James Trafford did have to make yeah, 10, 10 saves he
3: really in the impressed game, so. I mean his saves at the end uh, you know, definitely on, on another day Brian Yeah, and for, for those more. of us
4: who have not watched his career um, with great care particularly the first time you could see why Vincent Company was so keen to yeah. get him in yeah. and like all very young goalkeepers he'll make the occasional rick but his agility for some of those saves you think okay two mm. years time when he's got more experience and Perhaps even stronger as a human uh, you know, physiologically, that he's got all the makings of a very, very good goalkeeper, hasn't he? Finally, then, uh, it is
2: Crystal Palace 1, Liverpool 2. And Roy Hodgson has been around mm. football for, you know, a thousand years. He absolutely yes. loves the game. He's worked everywhere uh, and uh, been brilliant wherever, everywhere he's gone. At the era A kind of sort of one of the the sort of venerable bead of English football, say, I've been in football a long time and I realise after things like today that when the day comes for me to leave it behind, I won't be missing anything. This is basically what technology has done to the
3: game. (laughs) It's not just the technology, it was an (laughs) absolutely pathetic bit of refereeing by Andy Madley. What is wrong with these people? The first one, he tried to get out of the way, all right, you're going to give him a yellow. But you've given him a yellow for a soft one. So the second one was just a foul. So So, Say to him, go up to him and say to him, you do that again, I've got to give you a second year. He didn't need to send him off. It was pathetic. He he absolutely didn't. Paul,
4: you you, you took the words out of my mouth. We could have talked for the whole 45 minutes about this game and various things that happened in it. But to see Roy Hodgson distraught at a game that not only has he lit up and added to, but... That he clearly loves. I mean, otherwise, he'd be in his rocking chair, you know, reading sure. a novel, wouldn't he? He doesn't need to the see, money, right? <laughs> the him, no, he does no. not. See him reduced to, to almost, and he said, I'm in a bad mood as well. To see him almost reduced to tears by what went on in that football pitch. Now, let's take away the cynical view that since Liverpool demanded the replay after the events at Tottenham, they seem to have had some nice decisions go their way. What a but you're absolutely right, madly. You know, I'm going to say the words here, and you know, because you won't sue me. You're just a weirdo. If you, you're a weirdo. If you want to give a red card for that second thing, you want to be the centre of attention. Yeah. And I just thought it was a bizarre human thing to do, and I'm not even convinced it was a it was it was a yellow card foul. It wasn't. Of course, it wasn't. Um, mm. And also, Roy had it right as well. Virgil van Dyke is a fantastic footballer who does not need to be getting, you know. Members of the opposition booked by exaggerating the fact that he hasn't quite retreated from the ball. I thought it was a horrible, yeah. horrible game from that point of view. Nothing mm. against Liverpool's performance. Um, yeah, there wasn't they, the best.
3: Know. I mean, Jurgen was honest about that. You know, and the, I think he realised that, you know, if they, yeah. if they hadn't but the sending off, changed the it, game completely. It, it did change the game. And totally. Without that, they might have got a point, but they weren't ever really going to go and on it, And, win and it, it was a great winner by Harvey Elliott. It was a cracking yeah, goal. But you know, it's it's just not good enough. I mean, I've sort of what I said at the start. You know, you've got a high bar for red, so you've got three people committing red foul, red tackle. You know, tackles worth a yep. red card. Yeah. And then you've got this. You've got people going off, and it's the same Gallagher it happened to him last week. It happens a lot. This sort of second yellow. Is so soft. Yeah. You think, I mean, on. it's one it, of
4: those it, where, you know, you can never prove this, but the officiating changed the result. The very thing you don't want in professional football. Yeah. There was a
3: Liverpool game recently where, I can't remember was it was the defender, I think it might have been Matip or somebody like that, committed what could easily have been a second yellow. And the ref didn't do it. And then... It was Canati. Canati. And then, and then immediately, immediately took him, off. him Yeah, Clark So him So there you go, that's everything in that. Yeah, it's just wrong. It's wrong that these players are getting sent off for these. You know. I don't
4: even mind, Andy, given a you know, paying customer point of view, if that foul, the second IU the happens, even if it goes across to Roy at the bench and says, But you want to watch this lad? I, I don't want yeah. to send him off. That's all he has even, to do. Yeah,
3: it's managing Even the game. that, yeah, get course.
4: him off. Come on, let's have him off. And uh, yeah. that, even that would be better than what happened.
2: Yeah, no, it Chronic. was. Uh, and we, we end on a, on a down note then. From certainly from Palace's point
4: of view, Liverpool. Well, you fans started with Andy's that. review of Chelsea. <laughs> yes, so we did. That's <laughs> true. <So> everything <laughs> was up from this. This is. This
2: is <laughs> yeah, it was. This is where we came in. Danny, you get a chance to luxuriate
4: on this later on, don't you? Is that right? Yeah, I'm back um, with uh, with Darren and Danny uh, for kick off at seven, where we'll have a chance to really expand on some of these themes and much else besides. Um, as I say, I could talk for three hours about, about what will happen to Crystal Palace. I won't, Yeah. Um, but, but I'm looking forward to the programme very much. To if it. you Set want Andy back tonight. and you want to do three hours on Chelsea, I'm yeah, sure he he'll happily No, he, he can do what in a modern palace you got. He can do me a few voice notes on it. I'll play yeah. them out at, at, at yeah. intervals. I'm, you quite, know. I'm quite tempted to
2: ask the listeners. Andy has managed to bring most things back to Chelsea today. Yeah. So if there's any subject you'd like us to discuss, so let's see how long oh. it takes. It's almost like six, six degrees of separation. Yeah. How long will it take Andy to bring it back to Chelsea? It won't be that difficult. No, it Any any subject you like, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J, 03717223344. We'll hear from you later, Danny. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. Yeah, Danny Kelly back, as we said, for a a bit more time to expand on some of those points. He's here with Danny Murphy and Darren Lewis 7 on kickoff. Yeah,
3: I've tried to be patient this season and people have said, oh, I miss you, Rads, but I'm done now. That's it, you're done.
2: They've broken you, have they? I have. Well done, Todd Bowley, you've broken him. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. The Hawksby and
3: Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're looking at that
2: group with Newcastle in it. Um, Dortmund on 10, PSG on 7, Newcastle on 5, Milan on 5. It's not, you know, impossible that Dortmund-PSG could be a draw, which leaves PSG on (laughs) 8. Newcastle beat Milan there on 8. Uh, Head-to-head, I mean, you know, we've had a a win each, basically, haven't we?
3: Yeah, but then head-to-head, Newcastle PSG is is strong because they beat them at home and they drew away. Oh, of course they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that would favour them. That's true. Yeah, they just look, they need to win and then see what happens. Yeah. I think they will Fingers crossed um, We're going to talk Toon uh, Army
2: A little bit later on um, A proud member Steve Harmison Joins us Ostensibly to talk about The uh, squad that are heading off To uh, India Some interesting names in there That was announced Earlier on today But we'll get his take On that game And Newcastle right now Johnny Jackson's going to be joining us as well something else to maybe get you involved in we did ask you were the best dancers among the Premier League managers as Sean Dice said he was quite impressed with Dobbin's goal celebration because it was meat and potatoes no set piece dance routine planned for a young player um, and this comes. I believe Ray Parler once said on air that he'd seen Ian Holloway's moves and that he was incredibly good. I, I can see Ollie, couldn't you? Yeah, oh, just yeah. P- pushing pushing that hat forward. He'd look uh, he'd look the part, <laughs> wouldn't he? I wonder. Yes, uh, Steve Evans, I think, good dance. What club they were in? That's a good point, isn't it? Where um, Ray Parler and Ian Holloway were uh, mm. were were dancing together? Um, where are we? Uh, listening to Annie talk about Chelsea has made me feel better as a Manchester United fan. Well, I mean, who knows? Um, Alan Pardew, someone has suggested after West Ham. Ange um, that uh, that's come from uh, Dave in the Cotswolds. Uh, what else we got? Um, Maurizio Pochitango. We didn't ask for puns, but that's the way it's going, Mark. <laughs> Mark in Paris. Imagine Deserby would be quite nimble yeah. uh, at the disco, says mm. Gareth, the Spurs fan. Big Ange, dad dancing at a wedding waving over to the wife, giving her the come on over here, trying to get her onto the dance floor. (laughs) And he thinks Roy Hodgson would be like Blackpool Borough. I mean, that would be be Roy's style. Um, We're also interested in how someone was outed, their middle name was outed, because some people can be a bit precious about their middle names. And I don't know if if Phil Foden is or not, but um, (laughs) he he showed that he passed his driving test the other day and people were knocked out by his middle name. He's Walter which I take it is like a, a granddad's name yeah, or something in the family name, it's one of those names yeah.
3: isn't
2: it yeah, sure. but he's Philip Walter Foden so mm. uh, and that seemed to uh, cause a bit if of a scab. if you're ever
3: sitting in a group of people and hmm. everyone's going around doing their middle name don't say something like oh I don't want to say my middle name because it's the worst thing you could do because they wouldn't it's like yeah picking at a scab no one would let it go it happened
2: to us we'll, we'll spare the bushes of the person involved but we're but eight of us ten of us round a table uh, on a works do
3: we called him nothing but this name yes but he still knows he
2: still yes um, <laughs> wouldn't give his middle name up wouldn't give the middle name up and we kept on and we kept on and we kept. Yeah. And then they said alright it's Leslie <laughs> which isn't it it's not a
3: problem is it no but now he's known as Les everyone <laughs> calls him Les in <laughs> the office fantastic
2: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Yeah, six clips for you from uh, November. And um, you can go and vote for your favourite. It's all done via uh, X or Twitter, if you prefer, at TSHNJ, TSH-A-N-D-J. I think the two semi finalists are up currently. And uh, we're going to play you the clips now. Tell us which ones you like in the two semi finals. And just about 25 to 4, we'll decide on, well, you'll decide on the two finalists. And we'll play you the winning clip of the month for November at uh, just before four o'clock when Andy like and Gabby live yeah just like live sport anyway we'll kick off with Stuart Pearce and no one could ever accuse Stuart of not taking his punditry work seriously
0: I think one or two of them packed it in to be yeah. fair yeah. and stopped running which yeah. you can't do it in any game I've got to say as well, I've been sat here and I've probably been sat here for about the last six months looking at Bernardo Silva. Never left the room. It's very in-depth, isn't it? I mean, the smelling in the studio
3: at the end was was quite staggering, but that that is dedication for you, isn't it? Yeah. Meanwhile, at breakfast, Ali McCoyst and Andy Townsend received a message from a listener. Yeah. Lovely message here. We've got a phone call from Shirley, who's a Chelsea
2: fan, Andy. Yes. Shirley is in the Worthing Hospital at the moment. Lovely. lovely.
3: Not for oh, yeah, Shirley isn't. Lovely, yeah. Isn't it? Lovely, yeah. <laughs> Not for tremendous. Shirley it is isn't then.
2: Lovely for her. <laughs> Great news. And this is Jim White chatting to a Newcastle fan. Are you relatively where where you should be? Did you expect to where you, you to be where you are in your Champions League group, is what I'm trying to splutter out. Your bottom. <laughs> He'd only
3: be spluttering out of his bottom. I d- really. I wouldn't want to do no that. one wants to see that. <laughs> Very unpleasant. Next, Andy. Uh, this is uh, Dean Saunders on breakfast with a question for Cray Valley Paper Mills
0: manager Steve McKim. Can you can you just give us the history? Because it's Cray Valley Paper Mill. For people who are listening, Where, where's that come from? What's the history there? Uh,
4: maybe I, I only joined the club in July. I was only appointed manager in July, so I don't know the full history. I believe it was a paper mills um, and they formed a team.
2: Yeah, I'd imagine. (laughs) I would imagine that's the way it went. If it didn't go that way, it would be quite a surprise (laughs) name for a football team, wouldn't it, really? That's my guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I would have guessed that as well, Steve. Definitely. (laughs) This is Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent on Drive, straying away from football. What would your rap name be? Don't know. Goldilocks. Yeah, that's quite good. Mm. Goldilocks. Goldlink. My Link's
0: taken. Gold Link's taken. Who's got that?
3: A guy called Gold Link. Yeah, it would make it <laughs> difficult, really, if it's uh, a guy called Gold Link who's already taken Andy Gold Link. Andy Gold Link, yes. Yeah. And finally, Andy. And now with the sports bar, here's the Talk Sport Corner of the Week. Uh, John, Faithfield, cool, call. Let's go to Bri, who's a Tottenham fan. All right, Bri?
4: Sorry, mate. I'm just tucking into a margarita pizza, yeah?
2: Nice, fantastic. (laughs) That's the quality of call uh, that we uh, sometimes get. So there we are. Was it Stuart Pearce sitting there for six months watching Bernardo Silva? Was it uh, Andy Townsend, I think it is lovely, that Shirley's in hospital? Was it Jim White splattering out of his bottom? Was it Dean Saunders uh, and the uh, Cray Valley paper mills? Was it uh, Goldlink with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent? Or was it the uh, sports bar listener halfway through? a Pizza. Go along and vote. The two semi-finalists are up at T-S-H-N-J, T-S-H-A-N-D-J, and uh, go and vote for your favourites in the two semifinals. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, um, it's a lot of sport this week, of course, so we're going to bring you a fair bit of it here on Talk Sport, but um, if you've got time for some non-sport, then Mike Ward from the Star, mm. Brighton and Hove Albion, support I for the
3: rest of the season. Yeah, and he's not going to be watching,
2: he's going to be hanging <laughs> on your
0: every word, Mike. He's not watching any more football the way Chelsea are playing. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, yes. Well, <clears <yeah>. <clears <throat> what can I say yeah. we had 29 shots on Saturday and got one goal so, yeah. so you know even when you're oh yeah that, I was saying earlier in the show
3: that last year Brighton would have walked that game it's, it's because the squad is so stretched and they've also got so
0: many injuries and key players etc yeah. Well, it's going to happen, isn't it? I mean, we've, yeah. we've we've done very well on the injury side up till now, so swings and roundabouts, isn't it? really? Yeah, it's going yeah. to hit different teams at different times.
2: And the the real full Monty is back tonight on ITV. It's yep. uh, taken over from I'm a Celebrity, Jingle Balls. It's yeah, it.
0: it's another it's another one of these um, sort of uh, recreation of the uh, inspired by the film where they sort of film a, a a striptease troupe, and it's all it's a cancer awareness thing. So basically, you've got Ashley mm. uh, Ashley Banjo mm. and Colleen Nolan and a, a bunch of people uh, celebrities. Taking part, all of whom have had either direct or indirect experience of cancer, so basically, there's, there's a serious message behind it, but also having a bit of fun at the same time. So, you've got people like uh Paul Burrell, Gemma Collins, Julia Bradbury, um, Ben Cohen, uh, and more Ashley Kane. So, yeah, it's it's mm. it's, it's over two nights, so it's it's always good. And it's quite, it's,
3: I wonder if ITV are worried about I'm a celebrity, the figures weren't great, were they? And uh, you Know it was basically one and a half million for a three week political party to be broadcast for Farage. <laughs> it's fantastic, bargain. isn't it? <laughs> bargain, Deck want them to get, have a break from having politicians on the show. I think that might be a good idea. I do
0: think so because uh, I think Matt Hancock came third as well, didn't it? And I sort of think there's almost like two different things going on at the same time because you, you know you're not, you've got people voting for, for Sam, who obviously won. And they're voting there, they're sort of the reality viewers and just people who didn't even know him but just warm to him. And then you've got you know a guy who's there to prove a point. And they've had that over 20 odd years, people going on there, for, they've all got different agendas and different reasons. But I think sometimes it can get, get, get a bit tiresome, and there's a sort of jarringness between the two. However, whatever you think of Nigel Farage, it did sort of seem sort of like completely out of place like guys walked into some a bunch of young people's people having a party or something or <laughs> other you know and, and doing the twist or something just, just very weird mm. um, but, but yeah and I just felt I don't know maybe we're a little bit tired of it it's been going a long time and the format is very same you know, opening titles haven't changed in 15 years and the, the, the games and the challenges are, are a little obvious so you
2: know, it, I mean they're yeah. central to it their relationship their performance yeah. is, is what often salvages it I think really
0: so, yes, uh, it is, absolutely. The it, is deck, the, it is the the jungle show with supporting yeah. cast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Um, so, uh, the Dog House at Christmas, very popular show, Channel 4. Yes. Tomorrow night. Eight uh, o'clock,
0: Channel 4, Christmas yeah. special, yeah. It's it's basically people uh, coming along to sort of uh, see if there's a dog that needs uh, a new Isn't home. this
2: kind of, I mean, they take don't get a dog at Christmas. This is the do- this is people coming along to get dogs at Christmas. This is it this is, really, but the, but be I don't to be want fair, them sort of left in the street in February. I don't no. want to, there's no follow-up show, is there?
0: There is, well, I th- in its defence, I think two things. Firstly, this is a charity, and they're very careful about who they come through. And it's, sure, it's, yeah. so you're you're examining the relationship between the people coming in and the animal quite closely. You're not yeah. just sort of flogging off. No, that's true. Um, and also because you know you know it's um, you know, it, it encourages it from a responsibility point of view. That you're not going to a breeder. You're going to an animal that needs rehoming and needs rehousing. So it's uh, if you're going to get an animal at this time of year. That is the way to do it, I guess, isn't it? There
3: must be a show in the, where you can take in an old kennel and get
0: it repaired. <laughs> the kennel, that, <laughs> Yeah, the brilliant. kennel repair shop. That <laughs> yes. would be great. Oh, yeah. That's, work,
2: isn't it? Let's bring that all together. The get- people at Channel
0: 5 are scribbling down the notes. As, we get- sharks and
2: Hitler involved and air fryers. We're off.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Hitler's air fryers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Whatever happens Hitler's air fry guy, you can buy a shark.
0: There we are. <laughs> that's right. um, it's, always, it's always the way. Now, um,
2: The Serial Killer's Wife. This sounds like a bundle of laughs. Uh, it's Paramount, a, is it Yeah, this is on Friday. New series. Paramount
0: Plus yeah. uh, from Friday is four episodes, but it's also, I think it's coming to Channel 5 as well. They tend, because it's all part of the same company, so they mm-hmm. tend to sort of then put it out about a week later. Over several nights on Channel Five, um, it's it's a it's a psychological thriller set on the Kent coast. Basically, a local GP played by uh, actor Jack Farthing. I don't know if you watch Poldark, but he played the really evil George Warleggan in uh, in in Poldark. He's the local GP on his fortieth birthday. The police, or Angela Griffin, as it turns out, <laughs> bursts in and arrests him for murder of a local woman. He goes down to the police station, bloody bloody bar. His wife can't understand what this is a terrible mix up. But then, the more we look into it, the more I we think, well, maybe he could. Could they have a point here? And is there more to this guy mm. uh, than meets the eye? I always think Jack Farthing, by the way, <clears> should be playing <throat> alongside Jill Halfpenny. Wouldn't oh. that be idea? <laughs> that would be marvellous,
3: yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> Can I just recommend to the listeners something I was telling Paul about? It's yeah. a new uh, documentary series on Apple TV Plus, three-parter. On uh, It's called Murder Without a Trial. It's about oh. the death of John Lennon. John Lennon. It's fascinating. Yeah. It really they good? found some really... It's amazing how many of the people who were involved at the time are still alive because it's forty-three years. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. I, I shall check that out. Also all... on Apple is uh, "Slow Horses." and of his fans. Oh, so brilliant! So good. Mm. This had great writing as well and great performance. It's so good. She's it's Gary one on of the
0: it's one of the few. F- if, uh, as I've said to you many a time, very rarely do I actually get started a drama series and watch it because I always yeah. had to watch the next thing. But I just watched the whole thing and it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love that show.
2: Uh, Andy was quite annoyed about Chelsea when he came in today, but maybe fueled by what's going on at Chelsea, he was quite annoyed by the heat that Shirley Ballas took for voting out uh, Annabelle Croft he, yes. was, he
3: was raging but it is the final isn't
2: it it's this like session.
3: trolling her I mean basically it, it, it was a dance off Yeah, uh, two, people <laughs> vote- so well, no, two people had voted so angry well no two people had voted against Annabelle and for mm. uh, Bobby um I forgot his name Bobby. Frazier Bobby- Frazier yeah yeah Frazier, Bobby yeah, Frazier, Bob Frazier yeah. yeah, not Frazier, not Frazier. <laughs> Don't no, vote against Frazier. Frazier. Kelsey no, <laughs> not in it, <laughs> yeah, definitely no. not. And and she had the casting vote, but yeah. to it, and she voted in the way that she felt, and she said she raised exactly <laughs> the same point as the others that Annabelle had made a mistake. Oh, Twitter was alive with all these people going, "Oh yeah, typical Shirley. Shirley hates women. Shirley hating women. Shirley has such, shown such favoritism." Wow. The bo- these people are. she's on the board at Chelsea Shirley you do realise
2: that don't you So anyway, who's going to win the final who's in the final
0: it's Ellie Ellie, uh, I can't remember from Coronation Street it's Bobby and it's Leighton um, Leighton. I mean Leighton is is the one that I think people are divided about purely because you think oh it's professional surely I mean it doesn't feel again you know it feels like you're watching two different competitions so either you you sort of I mean if you're just going to judge on technical ability then the guy who's got stage experience is, is surely Always the argument to
3: against it is that, okay, he did do some dancing. He was in Billy Elliot. Yeah. And he yeah. is a fabulous dancer. But he is. it's yeah. not It's not ballroom dancing. It it's very much a technique, isn't it? I love the fact you're so
0: engaged in this, Andy. Well, he's, this is one of, to 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 take so are we sort of the if, we, if you do a football <laughs> analogy, are we sort of saying <laughs> that, you know, just because you can play sort of, uh, you know, up front, you can't play in central defence or whatever it is. A t- uh, very much skill. so, Brian. Yeah, well said. Maybe we need more for
2: Gary Neville on the next panel next year. I think definitely yeah, wow
0: well, we're looking forward to him on Dragons Den. that's good yeah that will that's be interesting. interesting. well Mike for now thank you very much thank you, you catch up with you See next guys. week take that's Mike Wall with a bit of
2: non-sporting telly for the week the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast well there we are that was this afternoon show uh, I'm back tomorrow with uh, Charlie Baker Andy you'll be back on Wednesday yes, I mean, we've got yeah, plenty I'm of cool. Champions League I'm looking League.
3: forward to the Champions League to yeah. my mind off that's uh, right plenty
2: of Champions League football this week which we'll be covering here on the show uh, but for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the
3: guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project,
2: there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns